Oh yeah. Coffee's good. Am I right? Am I right? Howdy, folks. John Hudson here. You know me. I do this uh, podcast thing that I call Techno Monking. Um, every week on the week. Uh, occasionally I skip a week just to have a break. But what episode is this? This has to be week 12. Week 12? All right. Dang. Three months of this already. That's cool, I guess. Time goes by in interesting ways. You know, when I'm when I'm living in time... <laughs> what a silly thing to say, because I'm... Uh, as long as I can say that statement, I am living in time, right? So, when when I'm living in time, it feels like things move very slowly. And uh, I guess that changes according to what I'm doing. But, like, after, if I look at something that happened a week ago, I tend to think, oh, that just happened. And if I look at something that happened a month ago, I'm like, wow, that that feels like it just happened, but it's kind of... A ways off and if I've been doing like a podcast for three months it starts to get past the the thing of like uh, this is just a thing I'm doing into like sort of a golden area where it's like oh I'm I do a podcast this is something that I do uh, regularly I've been doing this for a while it's starting to hit that place where uh, the recent past becomes the distant past for me which maybe says that I have a short attention span. I don't know. It's kind of entering the nostalgia area for me, which again is kind of weird to say, but you know, I like it. Three months. So how you guys doing? I hope you're well. Life is good over here. It's starting to heat up in California, but uh, there's a nice breeze today, so it's quite nice, quite nice indeed. For those of you who are new, I say welcome. This is Technomonking. Uh, just a little programming journal slash, slash productivity thing that I do. Uh, just kind of talking out life and trying to get better at doing things, making things. In the end, so much of my life is based around making things, and I'm also pretty... I'm not the best at organizing, organization, so I kind of look for tools like this. It's kind of where productivity fits into my life. The tools I'm using right now, for instance, are a website called Habitica, and also Google Now has this uh, reminders thing. I think it's also in Google's calendar app and Google Keep. Like across these different services, you have a common function called reminders that basically just throw a reminder in there, throw something 
in there and say like, tell me about this in three days, and it comes back later. And so it vanishes from your view, so you don't have to think about it, but it comes back when you need it, which is very helpful for me because I'm easily distracted. And uh, those are my two things I'm using right now. In any case, yeah, this is a productivity thing. A productivity podcast. Eventually, maybe it'll become more of a programming podcast. That's that's how I aimed at it being in the first place. And I think it will return. I'm slowly moving into the area of programming. Actually, that's like a whole topic. Maybe we'll save that for the end of the show here. About my slow move away from past things into more programming things. Okay, but last week I was talking at length about wanting, feeling the urge to change everything in my little system I've set up in Habitica. So for the past few weeks, I've been using Habitica as, well, first of all, you have to know that Habitica is a productivity thing. It's like a real life RPG where you have a little avatar character that's you and it you can depending on the tasks that you do and the things that you accomplish in a day you earn money and experience and you can buy new armor for your guy and level up your skills it's just a fun way to kind of gamify the little tasks you want to do in your life and i've been having a lot of fun with it currently level nine i know i know (laughs) i'm actually staying at the inn right now because i which is basically means I don't have to do any tasks for the current time, but yeah, I'm still trying to figure all this stuff out. And in the past, I've set up my tasks as um, according to a certain system. So what I would do is every day I said, in my free time, like I I have a full-time job, so this uh, website is basically me structuring my free time to kind of do the things I want on the side to plan for my future and to make things just make my life better and in my free time the way that I would structure my time is I would say okay I want to do an hour and a half of writing today and an hour of reading or research or whatever you want to call that and then other stuff too um and more and more i've found that that's not quite how i think i'm still trying as always i'm still trying to find like a system that suits me well um and that might just mean changing the system every once in a while maybe i just get bored of things i don't know that's a question that we talked about last week and i still don't have an answer for But, I've changed this up. So, again, in the past I've had structured activities like two hours of this, one hour of this, one hour of this, half an hour of this. And that would be the same every day. And it would mean that I'd get things done in like a, in a very constant sort of way. It's kind of like how with 
with Soylent, the that food like crazy nerd food replacement diet. Um, you would get all 100% of your vitamins and nutrients um, consistently across the day, not just in little pockets. And that's that's how I was trying to do my activities daily. And that doesn't quite work for me. And so what I'm trying now is something a little bit different. So the whole basis behind structured activities is that maybe I have four or five projects at any given time to choose from. And this is kind of a problem with productivity stuff, or at least for me. There are a number of reasons why I use, why I'm so interested in productivity and why it's helpful to me. Um, I'm, as far as Myers-Briggs goes, I'm an INTP, I-N-T-P, which means uh, introverted, intuitive, thinking, perceptive. So that's, in the end, what that means for me is that I spend a lot of time on my own. I, I tend to be thinking abstractly instead of c concretely. Um, I can kind of be poor at organizing and things like that, which is why productivity fits in here. And uh, I'm not sure if this is quite an INTP thing or just my scattered brain, but I tend to be pretty easily distracted as well. And one of the things in, like for instance, David Allen's Getting Things Done book that comes up again and again is this idea that about planning that you need to you don't really want to be planning on the go you don't want to be spending your day sitting with like four or five or ten or twenty projects in front of you and saying what do I do now like that's that's a recipe for panic and high stress and I mean you you're kind of wasting time on the ground in your daily life what you want to be doing is planning, looking at your whole system at a given time, maybe like once a week or maybe in the morning just as you're waking up, like you kind of look at your day and say, what needs to get done today? And then as you're just going through your day, you have, you don't have to think about it. Like that's, that's kind of the point. And that's, that is a struggle for me as well. Like it sounds, it sounds facile, right? If I had like two projects in front of me, like say this inventory, this, uh, yeah, like kitchen inventory spreadsheet that I've been working on. And also let's say a, I've talked about cookie clicker, the game. And so like a cookie clicker purchase guide that kind of assists you as you play the game to tell you exactly what you should be buying at any given time. Uh, that sort of thing, <laughs> to be fair, already exists, but I still want to program it, program a, a version myself. Um, let's say I have these two projects in front of me. If it seems easy, it seems facile to sit there in a day and say, hmm, okay, now I'm sitting at my computer. It's time for me to program. What should I do? 
and I have two choices, uh, I'll choose one. Or I'll choose number two. And, yeah, in, in your head it sounds, that makes it sound so easy, but that's the problem. Like, in the end, you don't want, these decisions are things that you, if you are inclined to procrastinate at all, these decisions are just, will be the bane of your existence. I need to work on my bane uh, impression. Oh my god. The Dark Knight Rises, right? It was, it was pretty good. Come on. I know everyone kind of hated it when it came out. But come on. Bane is so cool. Okay, so, um... Yeah, so this... This whole thing... This this question, this this idea that in my day I should be able to differentiate or decide which which thing to do in any given moment of my day this is a fallacy like and it's like it stems from it there needs to be a name for this this idea that of course I have the uh, the ability to sit down and say what which one should I do because I mean yes obviously you can do that and some people do but again if you're like if you procrastinate for everything, then a simple decision like that can just stop you in your tracks. And so, I think the real problem here is, it gets back to something a little deeper, and it, that's the idea of planning, which is something I really suck at. Like, if, if I did spend time planning every week, during my, like, Sunday review kind of thing, which is David Allen's term for it, or just, like, my weekly thing, or even, like, my morning kind of moment where I'm like, what should I do today? Like, if I put in the planning, the effort into these things, then the task, the the thing, the act of sitting down and doing the thing would be simple. I mean, I would, there would be no other option for me to, to waffle or waver about So I think in the end this comes down to planning. But yeah, for now I really suck at this like structured activities thing and I just need to work on my planning skills in general. So what's my solution to this right now? So I'm moving away from the, I'm calling it structured activities, again like the two hours of this, one hour of this, one hour of this. I'm moving away from that and moving more towards a single project at any given moment, a one like big mono project. 
And right now, for instance, for me, it's this uh, kitchen inventory spreadsheet that I've been working on. Uh, just a simple way to to kind of figure out what needs logged in my kitchen, how to keep up on on produce that we may need more of or produce that may be going bad. Just something that's pretty automated and that um, simplifies that whole setup. I, th- I am... I feel like I'm pretty close to finishing that and hopefully by next week I'll have more to talk about on that and maybe even the the project will be done. We'll see. But yeah, that's my current, that's my mono project right now. And so my, instead of having these little like structured activities all based around like four or five projects in any given day, I have... I do still have like chunks of time, little like 30 minute um, tasks basically all lined up in Habitica, but they're all aimed at this project. And so there's, there's like a singularity to that, a single mindedness rather. Um, And that gives me less to really like focus. I mean, less to think about. (laughs) Again, it sounds like I'm trying to take the thought, the, the, um, perception out of my daily life and just be a robot but that's kind of how getting things done works like in your day-to-day life you just need to be doing things it's so easy especially for me as an INTP to just get up into my head and stay in the clouds all day and imagine a, a beautiful world or try to draw out structures for everything Uh, Way too easy. And so, yeah, taking any little decision out of my daily life and just having basically no option but to to work. Like, that's that's something that works very well for me and that I'm moving towards right now. Slowly but surely. Always trying new things. I think in the end, you, you have to try new things. That's kind of what life is about. guess a final thought on that is I'm also I mentioned near the beginning that Habitica that this uh, productivity website for me is how I schedule my free time basically um, I don't really have any need to schedule my work to schedule my full-time job like that's already scheduled and I I mean my day is basically made up already when I walk into my job Um, so yeah, Habitica is about my free time and in the past using this like structured activities thing, I basically figured how much free time I had in a, like an average day and then filled up that free time the way that I wanted to spend it, the way that like would be perfect for me to spend it. 
And again, a very ideal uh, concept, but doesn't quite work in, in practice for me. It might work for you, absolutely. But the, uh, with the mono project thing that I'm doing right now, again, where I have just one project and all my tasks kind of point to that thing, so I don't have any other option, I've also reduced the number of hours. Like, I haven't scheduled out all of my free time. Um, which gives me, I mean, it, it kind of sucks in my head because it feels like I'm expecting less of myself, like expecting two, one or two hours of work every day instead of like three or four. But in the end, like, free time is something that I don't, that you really shouldn't structure completely and... And you need room to um, move around in there, like room for spontaneous things to happen, room for a friend to drop by, or room to just go out and eat somewhere. Uh, room, room for life, you know. And so, in the end, the final, the final little thing that I've changed in my system for the moment is I've reduced the number of hours that I expect to be working in my free time um so i so instead of like setting my ideal i'm setting like a minimum and after that i can work more if i if i want but and oftentimes i will because these projects are actually very exciting for me But in the end, it's, uh, it's all something else. What? That, that's not a, that's not a conclusion. Come on, Jen. In the end, we'll, uh, we'll see how this works. Always, always kind of pruning the system. Always shifting little things, tweaking little knobs and seeing what's going on. Oh, so last week, I'm not sure how much you guys keep up with tech news, but I forget what company it was. Some company just announced at a conference, I believe, their new um, AI personal assistant software. So kind of like Siri or Google's uh, Google Now, which Google is now Alphabet, right? Alphabet is like the parent company and Google is like the search engine. In the past, Google was the company, the company that was making uh, self-driving cars and a search engine and Gmail, and now it's kind of all breaking apart into smaller groups. A little confusing, but maybe more practical. 
But all of these these AI things, Siri and uh, Alexa, Amazon's Alexa system, these are all personal assistants, AI assistants. Um, in general, you speak phrases at them and they'll do things for you. You could maybe have them tweet for you or write an email, respond to people or play music or something like this. And this is early, early days for this kind of technology. Um, we're still very much based around either uh, what's, what people call like a vertical kind of system where you have a very specialized AI that might just be good for scheduling meetings like this one called x.ai which I, I really want to look into that sounds super cool and then you have like horizontal kind of systems where it's it's like a broad scope of AI things which is kind of what Siri is and Google Now and Alexa in many ways but nonetheless, each of these systems are very, like, terminology-driven, so you have to use certain phrases. Like, for me, whenever I want to put a reminder into my phone, I have to say, remind me to, and then the thing, like, remind me to wash my laundry tomorrow. And so it, you have to, I mean, that phrase is basically hard-coded into Google Now. And Viv, or Vive, whatever, I forget how they say it, I think it's Viv. Viv is like a new, the next generation of this like personal AI assistant, which is super cool. And one of the, they did some demonstrations of it that like showed it parsing more complex human um, language, trying to really get at what people mean when they say things. Because, I mean, that's that seems so obvious to us when we say something like, um, one, one of the examples they gave was like, what's the what's the temperature at the Golden Gate Bridge uh, tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock? And that question is pretty easy for humans to understand, but as far as computers go, that can be very, very confusing. Like, that's a lot to kind of parse, to tear apart, like how each of the pieces fit together. And this is what Viv is aiming at. It's really great at like handling these complex um, language structures, I guess. But also it's, um, it's trying to move past the idea of like hard coding examples, like my remind me to wash the laundry example. Like that's basically hard coded. So someone sat down and wrote that code Whereas this, Viv is trying to learn itself. It's trying to look at structures and kind of decipher what the meaning is and um, gather information as it goes. So it's instead of like statically uh, looking at different systems, uh, different definitions that RA has set up, like saying, oh, he said, remind me to, so let's do this function. Instead, it's saying, what is the intent here? And so it's dynamically trying to decide the intent of the user, which is a, just another great step in the right direction. We're really approaching a time where human speech becomes, well, useful again. <laughs> Thank you.
The written word, like when printing presses first became a big deal, like the written word went crazy. Like it became commonplace. You, if anyone could have a book or anyone could write, could like make a newspaper with within a certain like means, I guess, if you had the means. But yeah, in the end, like the written word has made human language or human communication so open and clear and amazing. I guess in the end, the um, it's it's made speech like kind of outdated, or outdated or antiquated. Like you could speak to someone, but in the end, that speech could never be logged, for instance, and it could also never be like uh, searched through. Like you could never go back and say. I mean, imagine a world where you could look at all of the conversations you've ever had with a certain friend and search for um, some philosophical term or search for like life and death kind of talk or um, or search through like even, I don't know, anything. Like every time that you've talked about politics with a certain friend and kind of just gather an idea of how you both think about politics like gathering all these little snippets of of speech together that's a crazy idea that's only just starting to become a reality like we're getting to a place where language can actually be parsed by computers can be uh, searchable which maybe maybe that is the thing i'm most excited about one of the things that the written word has always had over over speech, I guess mostly in the computer age, is that the written word can be searched over. It can be automated. And that's a huge thing. Like you applying these like neural networks to these structures of, of speech or like just pouring over books via like a uh, spider bot. I just have no idea what's, what I'm saying right now. But in the end, this, this idea of being able to parse human speech via the written word is something that is so important to how we interact with other people, especially via like social networks. And right now, as, as we are living right now, the, the spoken word is slowly becoming, is slowly taking on that aspect as well. Like we are approaching a time where, for instance, I could have all of the podcasts that I'm doing um, transcribed automatically so that you could have like a, a written transcript for people who maybe are deaf or just a way to, I mean, in a sense, just a way to search all every episode and say, how many times have I said the word um or something like that? Like we are entering a crazy, crazy period. And uh, yeah, it's so exciting.
I don't think I've talked about this. Um, I've talked about it in on one of my other podcasts, but... And maybe I've mentioned it briefly here, but the way that I think of phones is... I think of my phone, at least, as a personal assistant. I mean, many people, I think, think of their phones as their main computer device or uh, their main way of communicating with other humans, which is also kind of true, but that's not what I, the reason, for instance, that I bought this smartphone that I have, my Moto G3. Um, the reason I bought it is because I wanted a personal assistant, and this, like, AI personal assistant stuff is just starting to, starting to take off, which is so exciting. So, I mean, I, I mean, I've never really been the, the kind of person who likes to, uh, touch, touch type? No, what's it called? Just with your, like, using your thumbs to kind of go across a keyboard and write things out. I mean, that's, that's fine if you're in a situation where you can't talk or a situation where you need to be quiet somehow. But the way that I use my smartphone, like the way I write text messages to people is I speak into my phone. And the way that I set up reminders or set up schedules is I speak into my phone. I say exactly what I want. And at this point, I have to kind of do trial and error and say, oh, you, you want me to say this phrase, don't you? All right, well, I can do that. Or I like can do a quick Google search and be like, what is, uh, what is that productivity learning curve thing called? I don't know. But yeah, in, in the end, this is super exciting for me. Viv is just another great step in the right direction and a very, very cool movement into a period where the spoken, our spoken words becomes um, searchable. Just, I guess just to close off, a little nugget of thought for this, like, what made the written word so revolutionary? What made it that way? I, I, I'd have to look this up, but off the top of my head, it seems that the written word was so amazing because it got everyone, it got like common ideas into everyone's hands. It allowed anyone to speak to everyone in the world. Anyone to anyone. It opened up that range instead of, like, for the millennia before that, and I don't know, I mean, however long humans have been around, like, we've only been able to communicate largely with people within the the distance we could speak I mean within the distance that they could hear us yelling that was the circumference of our of our communication the threshold and I mean 
you could say that like hieroglyphics or like paintings and images were some of the first like extrinsic like outside um, manifestations that we could use to communicate with each other but the spoken word was has been is obviously so native to humans but has almost always been localized and I think the written word broke away from that and made our ideas human ideas and thoughts open to the world which was an amazing revolution and we're slowly coming into a place where the spoken word is just as useful and functional and practical and searchable as the written word this is very interesting in many in many ways like writing will still be very important in the future but in many other ways like publicly writing i think is about to start vanishing if it hasn't already like we the way that we share ideas is just very very separate and i think we're about to start shifting as a society back into a period where spoken word was our main context was our our main mode of communication In any case, I'm going to still keep writing because <laughs> I, I love it. But you know what? You guys let me know what you think. Do you think moving back to some sort of spoken word um, paradigm is is the best way to be? Or should we stick with this um, with writing things out to each other, writing back and forth, turning things into like something like a visual lexicon instead of something larger and or I mean not larger but something more verbal and in the past more like ephemeral I don't know I don't know so uh eh, I'll think about it in any case that was techno monkey episode 12 I'm sure I'll see you next week and as always life is an experiment. So, uh, try something new. It's my, uh, my motto to you. My suggestion to you.
All right, that's it. Bye.